Hey, what's up? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are on the road to rock. Turn it up. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. And I certainly hope your 2022 is off and running just as well as ours is here on the road to rock, guys. It has been almost a year now since I rebranded this podcast from Music Mania to On the Road to Rock, and it has been a tremendous year for us. So many amazing interviews, and we hope 2022 lives up to that as well, because 2021 we were able to bring on guests that I never thought, frankly, would would ever be able to come on this show. Guests like Rick Allen from Def Leppard. You heard David Duchovny last summer, as well as Dee Snyder. So many more. Jack Blades from Night Ranger. Phil Lewis, you heard uh, late in 2021 here on The Road to Rock. That's what we hope is going to continue on here into 2022, as hopefully we get more bands touring. We definitely have some great music being released here in 2022. And one of those bands, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear this band if you haven't heard them. The band is Kissin' Dynamite, and here on this very show, I'm going to be speaking with vocalist Hannes Braun, who has worked with bands like Santiano, The Kelly Family, and Beyond the Black. So guys, founded in 2007, German heavy metal formation Kissin' Dynamite have made more than just a name for themselves in the scene. With six studio albums and various chart entries, the band established their trademark style characterized by modern sound, massive anthems, and catchy hooks paired with an 80s stadium rock attitude and eccentric look. Now the five piece is ready to release their Napalm Records debut, Not the End of the Road, and usher in heavy metal in 2022. Guys, this is the rock album that you've been waiting for. They have already released several singles leading up to this, uh, including the title track, Not the End of the Road, which is one of my favorite songs of 2021. That song hits close to home. That song is straight up about the control and the fear that has gone on in in this world now for two years. The song gives so much hope. This is not the end of the road that we are going to rock on, that we are going to prevail, and that good times are ahead. And Hannes Braun, as you're going to hear in this interview, man, he's right on, we're like on the same page about everything. He's ready to get out there. He's ready to rock. He knows the importance of live music, and we talk about that. We talk about this new album, Not the End of the Road, the singles that they've made leading up to this, the fact that they've been around since 2007, how hard it is to break out in America, why that is for these European bands, because as the years have gone on, and you know, my tastes are certainly, I, I mean, I always tell people I listen to anything from Slayer to Cindy Lauper. So that covers a wide, you know, kind of a wide range, certainly there. But when it comes down to it, I love melodic hard rock music. That's what's in my soul. That's what I love. And to think about bands that are over in Europe right now that are making albums and making records that are so identifiable to me. You think about Crazy Licks, you think about Heat. A band that I just discovered called Nestor, Kissin' Dynamite, Hardcore Superstar. Guys, these are the bands that, if you are looking for that melodic hard rock akin to the 80s, these are the bands you need to be checking out. So, really excited to catch up with Hannes here. He joined me all the way from Germany. This is very exciting because I love delving into new music. And I got to thank Natalie Camillo from over at Napalm Records for making this happen. She sent me this, and she knows kind of kind of the clientele 
kind of the you know the, the vibe of, of this podcast and some of the bands that we have on here. Now we stray away. I mean, we've had Tommy James on this show. We've had Lisa Loeb on this show, but at its heart, you know, the 80s is so important to me, to this audience. The 80s rock, which is a very general a general thing, you know, we, we like to go out of the realm and bands like, gosh, we've interviewed, you know, members of Styx, uh, REO Speedwagon, Foghat, Kiss, so many more. You know, Kiss and Dynamite is one that I hope, if anything comes from this, that some people will check them out, give them a listen, check out the new album, Not the End of the Road. It comes out today, September 21st. It's out today. You can check the singles out on YouTube and then get the rest of the album there um, online, wherever you get your music, Amazon, uh, certainly Apple Music, and, and on and on. So without further ado, guys, this is the interview with Hannes Braun. It's one of my favorite interviews I've done in quite a while because I feel like we are kindred spirits, Hannes and I. Don't believe me? Stick around. Check out the interview. We're just glad to be able to catch up with you today, Hannes. This is so great. Kissing Dynamite is one of those bands I've just been such a fan of for so long, and you guys have a new album out. It's not the end of the road, and you know what? It's providing some hope for people here in America and all over the world that, you know what, this life, there's still a lot left to live, my friend. The last couple of years have been rough, but we're ready to forge on. Is that kind of the message from this Ex album, Hannes? Exactly, Clint. You you speak out of my heart right now because uh, <laughs> we had to suffer not just a pandemic. Uh, I mean, as you know, for artists, this is almost um, death. Yeah. You, you, you cannot say it. Uh, without this drastic uh, words, because um, you cannot do what you normally do as a band. You cannot play shows. Uh, I don't know the situation, uh, how it is in, in the U.S. right now, but in Germany, everything is so shitty right now again. <laughs> and, um, oh. you know, we, we've planned uh, some release shows in order to push our release uh, this Friday, and we couldn't do them. We were not allowed to do them, and we hoped so much that we um, could play those shows. But anyhow, I mean... Um, last year, we also had to uh, deal with the problem that our former drummer Andy left the band after 15 years uh, having the same lineup. So this, again, was kind of a, you know, a, a shock and a, a, a really difficult thing to process, but also a lucky thing because uh, it empowered us to uh, write all these songs uh, giving people hope because we needed the hope you know not the end of the road this title song is it was a song that i wrote to self-therapy myself so wow. to speak yeah you just it just comes out in the song it comes out in the album it is the positive vibes that i know that i need and so many fans need and i you know talk about that the title track not the end of the road you you put the video out last august so the hype train for this album not the end of the road started last summer what what was there kind of a uh you know was was there a plan there to to kind of get things going early knowing that the album was going to come out here at the very beginning of 2022 but getting that video out and some of the other ones that you did really got people excited about this album early yeah well not so much of a plan but more the the will to bring out a lot of singles because we felt like we have a strong album here and it's, it's it would be a shame to just showcase one or two uh, tracks uh, prior to the album release so we felt like okay we want to um, put the light on uh, more than just two songs or one songs 
And um, then it's quite logical that you cannot bring out a song each week, uh, but there must be some time between those tracks. So we sat together, thought about, okay, how many songs we want to release prior to the album? And we counted five at least. So it was clear that we don't start three months prior to the album release. And also, I must say that Not the End of the Road has those positive, great summer vibes. And it just doesn't belong into wintertime, you know? <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm a, I'm a seasonal listener myself. So that uh, I, I completely understand that. I love that concept of that. So the album's out. Now, you guys, I mean, Ecstasy was just such a tremendous album that came out, you know, in 2018 and it uh, peaked really high in Germany, seventh on the, on the charts. Yes. What, what's been the reception like so far for, I mean, we're, we're just a couple weeks into, into this album release. What has been the reception like so far? How are, are the numbers doing? How are you, are you pleased with how you did? I mean, you mixed this album yourself on us. Yes. So you got yes. a lot of your hand into this. So what a couple weeks into this, are you pleased with sort of the, the progress of everything? You know, the album is not out yet. It comes this Friday. So, so the first, yes. Genau. So the first reactions, um, I'm very excited to hear about the first reactions when the fans really hear the, uh, the whole album. For the singles, we got amazing feedback, um, especially for Not the End of the Road and the latest one, Coming Home, which are also one of my favorites on the record. And, you know, uh, talking about numbers and stuff, I'm not so uh, much into uh, how, how how successful is this and that. Uh, I'm more the the emotional guy uh, that's mm. um, that is uh, which which the big dream, you know, that empowers me. Uh, it always has and it always will to write songs that uh, really showcase our life somehow and uh, give um, some sort of hope and stuff. So, for example, Not the End of the Roads, uh, the reaction that matters to me is that we had received a lot of messages from all over the globe, um, people telling us um, that they are in a depression or lost um, a, a good friend or partner. And that this song in, in those difficult times gives them hope and strength to carry on. And that is actually the biggest compliment and the biggest uh, reaction you can get. And that makes me proud and that makes me grateful for what we're doing. Well, you know, uh, coming from here in America, there are so many bands that uh, are European. Most of them are from Sweden. Uh, you know, we've interviewed a lot of you know bands like Crazy Licks, Heat. Yeah. Tremendous melodic hard rock bands. Kiss and Dynamite certainly fits into that category. Why do you think that America is not as open to accepting this style of music? Because this is the style of music that America made the most popular music in the world in the 80s. Where melodic hard rock was, was everywhere. Why, what's the problem with America right now, Hannes? And how hard is it for a band like Kiss and Dynamite to make headway in America? Is, is It's very difficult, isn't it? Well, Clint, I guess you already mentioned the problem because um, America was the leading country when it comes to that sort of music. Right. And it, was, it was two decades uh, of bands that we love, you know. Maybe in America, um, they just need some more time between uh, the 80s and 90s to now uh, to, to uh, get a big coming back or come back uh, on this music again. 
I don't know. But uh, anyhow, it doesn't um, doesn't stop us from doing the music we love. And uh, of course, I mean, if, talking about numbers again, if we would become uh, rich artists all of a sudden, then we d- sincerely would do hip hop or something, <laughs> which is which is also uh, big here in Germany. But we don't want to do that, you know. So. Um, it's not the decision of uh, jumping on a mainstream train, but more the decision of living our dream. And that's way important for us. And uh, of course, it, it's a big dream for us to tour the U.S. once, but um, we don't give up on hope here. No, we definitely need that to happen. And there's, you know, you've seen bands like Crazy Licks and Heat are able to play like the Monsters of Rock Cruise. There's ways to kind of, you know, get out there without having to get all the visas together and all the problems you have to go through. You know, they're yes. all reach the, you know, this audience. And I, we just hope that that continues. To me, this type, type of music is so important to me, Hannes. And I know it is for you as well. Just talk about growing up in Germany, kind of your influences. Obviously, you hear them throughout the music of Kiss and Dynamite, but you know, we all know the bands that from Germany that were so huge in, in, in the, in like the eighties, whether it be the Scorpions, you know, Doro Pesh, such a huge fan of, I'm a huge fan of uh, Hammerfall. There's so many bands, uh, you know, that, that came from, from Germany, but what was kind of your influence? Actually, my favorite guitarist of all time is Michael Schenker. So, you know, there's so many, so many great bands, but what were your kind of personal influences and vocally, is there someone you kind of uh, mimic your style after? Yeah, well, you mentioned one of them already, and this is the Scorpions. I mean, uh, as a kid, true story, as a kid, I only felt peace um, um, at night when I was um, uh, laying in my bed, um, when I could listen to the Scorpions. I could only fall asleep when I listened to the Scorpions. Uh, I don't know why, but I needed that for my (laughs) peace of mind, or I don't know. And um, of course, it's needless to say that Klaus Meine is also a big vocal influence uh, on my singing style. Um, but besides, I loved uh, Bon Jovi a lot. Um, of, of course, the, the early era more than what they're doing today. But um, also uh, John's voice uh, in the 80s. I think it was awesome. And those uh, catchy anthems, I was always a fan of. Um, so we, I guess we kind of mixed those two bands or those styles. I loved the atmosphere of Bon Jovi, uh, the atmosphere of Scorpions and the big melody lines. But at the same time, I loved the catchiness and simplicity of uh, Bon Jovi tracks. And so um, we mixed that up, uh, I guess, and um, f- found our own style of writing songs. For us, it's really important to be as catchy as fuck. When, when we talk <laughs> about, yeah, when we talk about uh, first impression on a song, my personal taste is if I listen to a song for the first time, I either like it or don't listen to it again. I'm that uh, strict. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess uh, you can only handle that with catchiness or an awesome atmosphere. And either one thing should actually be the fact. I feel like bands, it's almost like they run from the idea of creating catchy anthemic songs for fear of, I don't know, being lumped into a category like, oh, these guys are like the 80s. They're just a, they're just a throwback to the 80s. It seems like bands it, really in America here, and we're talking about America again, kind of run from that. And it's almost like to, the most boring you can be. That's that's 
what bands strive for is to be the most boring you can be. And I think that started in the nineties, you know, with, with bands like Nirvana and there was some great music that came from that. Don't get me wrong, but there was something about anthemic songs. It reminds you, uh, you know, arena rock. It was so important here. It's what I grew up going to concerts. My first concert, Hannes was poison. I, I just, Aww. that's, that's what, right. That's just kind of what you think. Why do bands are so run from, from anthemic melodic rock music i don't understand why they more bands don't you know accept that yeah me neither i don't i don't get it because i think um just as i said earlier uh having those anthony uh, uh, uh anthems that are so catchy that's the best thing that can happen musically to my life but you know tastes are different i guess and yep. generation and all those different generations bring up their own um uh like preferences and uh uh, tastes uh, of music I just as I said earlier also I just don't care about what people like and I don't jump on their train I just stand up for what I like and uh, I don't ask the whole world to listen to Kiss and Dynamite I just uh, uh, ask those people like you and me that have an, <laughs> have an ear for those uh, kind of tunes and uh, this kind of music, they should definitely check us out because uh, then we will do good for him or her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And would you, I mean, you know, I told you my first concert was Poison. Do you remember, what was your first concert growing up on us? What, I, it, it was ACDC and I was a wow. really young kid back in the days. I was seven years old and my dad uh, took me and my brother to uh, the first ACDC concert. We had, uh, we we were we must have looked really funny because uh, we were uh, wearing such um, just straight uh, <laughs> uh, white T-shirts, you know, uh, and all the rest of the crowd was uh, grown up and wearing black shirts and stuff. So we kind of uh, were an eye catcher in this. And um, we, I, I remember being shocked um, at the part of the encore uh, of the of the show where they put on those um, cannons for for those about to rock, and they they shot really loud. And so we left during this song in order to not uh, be in this uh, big stream of people uh, to the. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Beat the traffic. <laughs> yes. And uh, so we passed some drunk people who were just laying in the doorway and couldn't move and couldn't speak anymore. And I asked my dad, hey, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he uh, lying there? And um, he, he he just uh, said to us, oh, he was shot by the cannons. And <laughs> I walked out the, this exit with huge uh, eyes and uh, just couldn't believe that. And for some reason, this concert never lost us uh, we we just yeah. felt like this is the music we want to do this is the handmade thing we we believed in I, I love that i love being able to pinpoint moments that really set that sets people off on a path and that's certainly been the case for you and we're kind of linked in that way because your first concert was acdc i was actually here in kansas city missouri where i live was the last concert that brian johnson has played with acdc that was it that wow. was uh, yeah, because like you know, they did they finished the tour with Axl Rose and did some shows, but that was the last. And and you know, we think that uh, ACDC will uh, they, you know they've released an album and it will come back and play more shows at some point. Yeah. You know, but as of now, that was it. So I kind of have that claim, and now we're kind of linked in that way. But I want to talk to you about uh, the the video and the song "Coming Home." That's the last single you guys released before the album comes out here on Friday. Just talk to us about that single. You know, you think about 
this kind of harkens me back to a few things, you know, a song like Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home or a song, um, I, I, I don't know, kind of like Sad But True from Metallica where the, the songs that are very personal about yeah. you know, kind of de detaching from this crazy life that you're living and sort of this, you know, at some point it has to end and you come home and you try to live a normal life. Is that kind of the, the tone there? What you're, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, for us, coming home has even a deeper sense than just uh, the literal uh, coming sure. home to your um, home base and place. It's um, more of the inner feeling coming home to yourself, you know, being with, with yourself uh, in, 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 in yeah. at peace, so to speak, and uh, having a good time in your inner uh, emotions and stuff. So because we all felt... Um, uh, crazy and all felt uh, depressive at some parts of our life because what uh, success does with you uh, is not just having the good time on stage while people are cheering at you there's also a shadow side to it where you question life itself and decisions that you make and stuff so this is a very personal song um, that marks uh, a moment in my life where i felt great again coming home to uh -huh. to to my inner uh peace uh after a really tr uh, time yeah after a time of real trouble that i had and of course more also um it showcases uh, a thing that is also like a home base to us and that's the stage i mean after two years of the pandemic um we we just feel like coming back to the stage and um with the the happy zone so to speak you know I, I completely understand what you mean. And that, uh, you know, for me, I, I think I, trying to pinpoint this, cause I think it was February of 2020. I saw Aerosmith in Vegas and I, it was literally almost a, it, um, it was over a year later that I went to a concert next. And I think that I realized, and that's kind of what this song means to, to me, you know, personally, you take something personal from, from songs, I think. And to me, it meant just like, man, how powerful live music is in my life. I mean, I try, I, you know, Hannes, I go to, you know, 50, 75 shows a year and travel and do interviews and it's my life. And I, and I can't, can't imagine that it would ever end. And then all of a sudden there's this time where you're, yeah. you're down and out and there's nothing to, to do. And like the power of live music to me is so impactful. Think about it. it set you off on a path. It set me off doing this. I couldn't sing or play guitar. So I just had to interview and talk to great musicians like yourself. So that, that was my path and you see what your path is. So hopefully this is a signal, right? That better times are ahead. Absolutely. And this is also the message of not the end of the road, because coming out of this shit times that we all have yeah. around the globe the, the last two years, it, it cannot be the, the solution uh, to to stick your head in the sand. And, right. um, you know, the solution must be <laughs> to stay optimistic, to stay patient also and to believe in those better days, if, because if you don't, then you're really fucking lost. I mean, oh. uh, it's not it's this this is what life is about i guess uh looking optimistically on your future days and uh, uh and and what's also really important is um you have it in your hands everybody i i cannot listen to people anymore who just complain about their life i'm so pissed off uh, of that yeah. matter uh, because i was there too and i didn't just complain i realized quite quickly hey i'm i'm pissing everybody off um, by just telling this and that and how stressful and shitty that and this is i realized that 
I must change something and I am the, the problem when it comes to a problem at all. So um, I started to, to reorganize my life and uh, do something new, you know, which I felt was necessary. And the, the, the thing is, it, it really works. I mean, now I feel great again. And this is the message that I can give everybody around this globe. If you feel unhappy or frustrated or depressed with a sincere matter, then go ahead and change it. You can. I could not agree with you more. I feel like uh, just to be able to talk to you for this this 25 minutes, I just feel like we are kindred souls. I absolutely love it. everything that you said. I love this music. I love this album. Hannes, I cannot thank you enough for, for giving us the time here today. This has just been so tremendous and I can't hope but nothing but great things and success for you guys going forward, the new album. It's not the end of the road. It is tremendous. It is uh, so far, you know, we're, we're early into this thing, but, and I kind of got the advanced copy. I've been able to hear all of it. Not everybody has yet, not till this Friday. It's This is the hard rock album of the year, 2022. I'm calling Whoa. it right now. I'm calling <laughs> it right now. Hey, thank you so much, Clint. My pleasure to talk to you. And it's uh, amazing to hear that you like the album, man. Absolutely, sir. Well, you stay, stay, you know, live your, let's live our lives. Let's enjoy the freedoms that this world allows. And, you know, to, to live in fears, not to live at all, my friends. So let's keep that spirit alive, buddy. Hallelujah, man. Clint, thank you so much. Have a nice day. You too, sir. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.